If you're still talking about balance in terms of work-life balance, then this episode is going to be very inspiring and eye-opening for you. I was definitely in that camp of people who used to tout or use work-life balance as the golden standard, the framework for my sense of balance. But slowly, slowly over time, the more I felt guilty for how I was or wasn't spending my time, the sooner I realized that the areas of our life are not equal. Work and life are certainly not 50-50. For some of you, work and life may not even be separate. It may be completely merged. And the reality of our lives in in terms of just having a full-time job or running a business means that work takes up the majority of our time. So the question is, how do we achieve balance in that small frame outside of our work to make sure that all the areas of our life are fulfilled, that we feel grounded and, and close to the sense of who we are in a way that makes sense for us, our lifestyle, our goals, and our priorities. So today I'm going to break down the balance theory share with you guys the formula I've come up with to move away from work-life balance and hopefully leave you with a really nice framework so that you can find and own your own definition of balance. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hey, balancers, and welcome back to another episode of the Balance Theory podcast. I'm so grateful that you've chosen to tune in yet again another week to listen, learn, and grow more about yourself and your life balance. So Today's episode is really going to the core, the crux of what this show is all about. It dawned on me because I've been doing a lot of guest interviews. So I've been appearing as a guest on a lot of other podcasts and been sharing the theory and I guess the essence of what our show is all about. And I realized it's been quite some time that I've actually done that on our show. In light of the fact that there are a lot of new listeners here, a lot of new ears, new faces as well, I thought it was fitting to do that. And for those of you who are familiar with the framework, it serves as a really nice check-in, a moment of pause, a moment for us to be like, okay, we know this framework, but have we been applying it? Is it time for you to rethink about your life balance or is it just a time for you to reflect and say, yep, I'm on the right track? So wherever you sit on the spectrum, whether it's the first time you're hearing it, whether it's not news to you, but something familiar, there's something to gain out of today's episode with this little balance reboot. I just want to share quickly, recently I traveled, we did a little uh, day trip to Oman, which is the country next to the United Arab Emirates, which is where Dubai is. It took us around two and a half hours to drive there, but we did a day trip, uh, an, an overnight stay on a boat, and I was just blown away. I don't know if many of you have thought of visiting Oman, if it's on your list, if it's not, but check out my personal Instagram. I've posted some reels of um, our time there, and it was only 24 hours, but I was blown away by the beauty of this place. Um, I've popped my personal Instagram in the show notes today. It's Erica D. Pelle, but it's just this like hidden gem, beautiful people, really calm and relaxing. So if you're traveling through the Middle East at all, I would definitely recommend adding that one to your list. It was a very surprising place for me. Uh, like I said, somewhere I probably wouldn't have visited if I didn't live here in Dubai, 
but a place that I'm really grateful I've been to. And I actually think because it's so close and because it was just so, so serene. And I mean, there were dolphins swimming next to our boat. There were huge mountains. The water was crystal clear. It was like nothing I've ever seen before. I think it would be nice to do it like quarterly just to have like a night. Cause basically we slept on a boat and it was a little bit open air. So you can see all the stars. Um, and I don't know, sleeping outside. It was just, it was perfect. It was just so chill. I feel like it's exactly what I needed. So yep, definitely pop that one on your list. And if anyone wants to go there, I'm more than happy to share the tour that we went on. Now on to the topic of today's episode, talking about balance. So a lot of you will know that I started this podcast just basically off my own struggles with finding life balance this constant sense of guilt for how I was or wasn't spending my time. And I felt like I was constantly running this race where I was trying to figure it out. And then I feel like I just could never get it right. Like I feel like it was always slipping out of my hands. So I sat down one day and I thought to myself, it's so interesting that someone's version of balance is so different to mine. And where I really got that perspective from or that thought was I was doing all these things at the time. I was studying full-time law. I was working in a cafe. I was also doing my cert three in training. I was making it to the gym myself. I was seeing my girlfriends. I was spending time with my family. I was doing all these things, right? I was extremely busy. And my mom would always say to me, like, you need to chill out. You need to slow down. But I truly felt like I was thriving. I felt alive. I felt energetic. I felt like I was totally fulfilled. And so then it dawned on me, her idea of balance is somewhat different to mine, right? Like at this point in my life, I feel completely balanced, but but she kind of was looking at me like stressing out for me. So the first thing I want to say about balance is it's different from person to person, which is why we need a unique and tailored approach to finding our own. Using this idea of work-life balance is like saying there's a single blueprint for everyone, right? And everyone can fit into that mold. And I really just think that sells us short in a lot of ways and a lot of opportunities to own and define our own time and really feel grounded in our own space. The reason that's so important is when we talk about things like setting boundaries, being able to say no, those come from being very secure and centered in your own time, in your own sense of self. And I think what goes hand in hand with that is being very clear on what our balance looks like. If we're clinging on to this idea that's generic, that's a one size fits all approach, then you can see why things like setting boundaries around that as your baseline is going to be really difficult because you're kind of trying to protect something that's a generic fit for everyone. It it doesn't have any groundedness within yourself. It doesn't have any personal attachment. You haven't made that unique to you. When you do do that, it's a lot easier to defend that because you've spent the time acknowledging what it is you need. Spend time assessing what your priorities are and making sure that they remain priorities and et cetera. Everything we're going to do on today's episode. So the reason this is so important is because if you're someone who struggles to say no or set boundaries, it's probably because you haven't tailored your balance around yourself. And so what you're trying to protect is something that doesn't really feel like it belongs to you. So let's do it together now. Let's make your balance belong to you. The way we do that is we look at our three key areas. Now, I think irrespective of where you are in life, what you're doing for work, if you're a stay-at-home parent, whatever it is your life situation is, I think these three areas are important to every experience on this planet. The first is our health, which comprises of both our mental and physical health. The second category are our relationships, and that's all-inclusive. So whether you're in a romantic relationship, relationships with 
friendships or even family, they all come under that umbrella. And then the last area is our fulfillment category. What goes here are our businesses, careers, hobbies, if you're studying, if you're a stay-at-home parent, whatever fulfills you goes in that category. Now, what we need to do to find our unique sense of balance is to work out what our non-negotiables are in every single area. I mean, it seems a bit self-explanatory when I say non-negotiable, but basically what I feel like that means is across a week, you need that as the bare minimum for, let's say, your health to feel balanced. So for me, for example, in my health, I need to move every morning and meditate five to 10 minutes every day for my health to feel fulfilled across a whole week. They're my non-negotiables. Now I have a few others uh, in terms of hydration, amount of sleep and the types of food I'm eating, but they for me all come under the health category. They're my non-negotiables for me to, for my health area to feel balanced across a week. For you, that might look like two gym classes, two walks and whatever else you want to throw in there in terms of both your physical and mental health. It's going to be very personalized. You really need to assess what do I need to feel like a functioning human? What do I need to have the energy to do the things I want to do? Maybe that means you need to look at your nutrition, your hydration, your sleep quality, anything that falls under the realm of your physical and mental health, the way you speak to yourself. It doesn't have to be something that takes heaps of time. It could just be a mindset thing too. But what I want to remind you at this point because there's a list for extras, right? And we'll get there. They're called, uh, they're still priorities, but they're called our wants. They're not non-negotiable. So these are just the things that are, you consider to be the bare minimum that you need for your health to be, you know, 10 out of 10 for that week. What's what's the bare minimum that you need? Then we move on to our relationships. What are the bare, what's the bare minimum your relationships need to feel like they've been satisfied across a week? For me, for example, that might look like, one night with my girlfriends, two nights one-on-one with my partner where we spend really quality time together. And then, you know, when we were back at home, that meant going to visit his family once a week because they were in Sydney at the time. So map out what that looks like for you. What do you feel is the bare minimum your relationships need across a week? Maybe when it comes to family, it's just a phone call because you don't have the luxury of seeing them. Maybe with your girlfriends, uh, it is just a once a fortnight thing. It really comes down to you as a person. What do you feel like you need? So map that out. What are the non-negotiables? Then we move over to our fulfillment. Now, a lot of us are going to be able to knock this one off by saying, I work a 38 hour work week. So that's kind of the bare minimum there. But then just go a little bit deeper. Is there anything extra, right? Are you working towards a side hustle, a hobby? Are you studying something? You know, and then you layer that out. What do those areas then need to be not, you know, satisfied across a week? What's the bare minimum you need to do? Maybe it's three hours of study a week. Maybe it's two hours planning and ideating your hobby, side hustle, whatever it is. So you get the gist. Across the three areas, you work out the absolute bare minimum, and that forms the skeleton of your balance. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now, to do this as well, you need to be very clear on your priorities. 
So let's say for 2023, you've set yourself some huge goals with your career or your business. That area, that third area, the fulfillment area is probably going to need the most attention from you, right? But that doesn't mean you need to take away from the other areas. We can reshuffle our time and say, okay, so the bare minimum in that area is going to be more than the other areas. But the golden rule is those other areas are still alive. For me personally, when I've fallen into burnout in the past is when I've completely neglected one of these two areas, your health or your relationships, or, you know, if I've gone to my health and neglected the other two, but for me, I've personally had the experience in those two. And I actually invite you to think about a time that you felt burnt out or at least close to it. And just have a think about, was it because you completely neglected your health or your relationships or your fulfillment? Because I feel that's when we, you know, start walking down that slippery slope really far away from our balance. And so to reverse engineer that, the key is to just remember what the bare minimum is in each area of your life and make sure that that is prioritized over a week. And that's how we maintain our unique balance, how you maintain your unique balance. You're very clear on what, you know, the bare minimum is that you need for you to feel balanced. And you can be flexible with this. You can test it and try it and change it at different times. But this is like a bit of a skeleton for you. So if you've experimented with something like time blocking, where you'll plan out your week with certain time blocks, I personally like to do this every morning. So I'll set out all my tasks for the day and I'll block them into time. So everything's got a space. So I can't you know, run out of time to do things. But if you're using time blocking over a week, right? Or even if you're just using a timetable or something just to plan your week out, these are the things that go in first your non-negotiables of movement, of meditation, of seeing your girlfriends, of calling your parents, whatever it is, they're the things you put into your calendar first. Then we have a second list. I still like to call these priorities as well, but they're not non-negotiables, right? So our first priority list are our non-negotiables. They're the things we've just addressed. The second list are our wants. Our wants are things that would add a bit of extra sparkle into our week that would you know, we'd like to do more of. It's not necessary for our sense of balance. So for example, for me, that might mean five gym sessions a week as a non-negotiable, but then a want would be an extra three walks. You know, that could be 5K walks each. Great, I'd love to do those if I had the time. Would I feel ungrounded and like I've neglected my health if I didn't do that? Probably not because I'm still getting in my non-negotiable five gym sessions. So these are extra things that you would like to utilize your time for. Maybe it's an additional night with your girlfriends. Maybe it's an additional date night. Maybe it's starting a new hobby like rock climbing or art or just something spontaneous on the weekends that you want time for. There's a separate list for that. So you can do exactly the same exercise. You can go across your health, your relationships and your fulfillment, and you can write down like activities or options, just things that you would like to do or you would like to have more of in your week should you have the time. And then obviously you're going to have gaps through your week. And then you have a really constructive list of things that you can fill your time with that, you know, are going to contribute to your balance, your sense of balance, as opposed to you, you know, just scrolling autonomously on Instagram or doing something that you would automatically divert to. You have this really constructive list that you can use. But the great thing about this is when you actually have these on your calendar and you have one of those weeks that's just super overwhelming and you're like, I need to, I need to cancel some stuff. Like I feel really overwhelmed instead of you running and taking away the things that are non-negotiables because you've done this very, very clear separation. You can firstly go to this secondary list of wants. 
knowing wholeheartedly that even if you take them away, your balance is not going to be injured. It's not going to be impacted because your non-negotiables stay as a non-negotiables. So this is the framework I've basically developed over the years to underpin my sense of balance, to support it. And I have to say, it's not one of those things that you'll do and that you'll run with for the rest of your life. What you can use for the rest of your life is this approach and this framework, but what actually goes in and fills each area, what becomes a non-negotiable or a want changes over time as you change over time. So my hope and, and my mission, I guess, is to arm you with the approach as to how to look at your balance, but then it's up to you to alter and be flexible with that as time goes on so that it can continue to meet your needs at that moment in time. So as a really quick example, if you're planning on having children in the future, right? I mean, I I definitely am, if I'm blessed enough to. When that day comes, obviously my priorities are going to shift completely. It's going to be less about the fulfillment area and more about the relationships and probably my health too at that point. And so whilst the framework still stands, because I still think ultimately you still need to be doing something that feels fulfilling to you, even if it's just reading a book, it doesn't have to be something complicated. It's just something that for you feels like a sense of fulfillment. It's still going to change the dynamic between those areas of your life, but you have the tools and the approach to be like, well, I need to now reassess what the non-negotiables are in each area. Maybe that means that it's it's not actually a non-negotiable for you to see your girlfriends every week. That's more of a want, but it's not a non-negotiable. So you can see that balance is not only different between you and I, it's actually different for me at at different moments in my life. And so it's going to be different for you at different moments in your life. And we can even get really granular with this and take it one notch down. It can even look different for you from day to day. A couple of weeks ago, for example, I was feeling really overwhelmed. I just had a lot gearing up to my new role. And so, you know, I was trying to pre-plan a lot ahead of time. I put a lot on my plate. And what I found was this was so strange. I've never had this experience. I went to the gym. I normally am a weights girl. I love training resistance, heavy weights. And it's like my body could not handle it. It's like my body was already under so much stress and overwhelm that it was just like, "Mm -mm, we are not doing this today. And I actually could feel my body not handling my usual routine. So I had to sub it out for some low intensity workouts, like walking, mat Pilates, and that felt really good to me. But that's just a simple example of knowing, okay, I know that a non-negotiable for me is to move my body every day before I start working. But sometimes what that movement looks like, I need to be a bit more flexible with. And I knew that that day my balance needed something that was low intensity. And that's going to come down to really you listening to your body, listening to yourself. So don't cling on to this like a Bible, like what you set for yourself is gospel and you have to, you know, do it to the T. This is a framework for you, but you have to be flexible and mold with it. If you really want a sense of balance, if you really want to achieve balance in your life, I think flexibility is like one of the number one skills. It's knowing that you don't have to be so rigid in the things you set because balance is not a rigid concept. It's something that ebbs and flows. And so naturally the things that create it also have to ebb and flow around it. So I hope this has given you guys a little bit of a better insight into the show's mission, the balance theory in and of itself, because every guest we have on is either sharing insights into each of those areas. So you are more inspired on how to actually tailor those areas to your individual needs, or maybe you're just, you know, getting some new ideas on things you can add in as non-negotiables and wants, 
or they're really interesting individuals that are super busy and have created this empowering lifestyle and their sense of balance is just really interesting. And there's no reason you can't hear someone and go, I love their morning routine. I'm going to try that out. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but don't compare yourself when things don't work out the same way for you, because I think you can use this stuff as inspiration. It's other people's, you know, day on a plate, all those kinds of things. You can use it as inspiration, but the thing at the end of the day is how does it make you feel? And that is all that matters. And that is the only question you should really be asking yourself with everything. The intention you set and then how it makes you feel will give you the best instant feedback on whether it's right for you or not. So keep working at your balance, guys. It's an ongoing concept. But once you have this framework, it's a lot easier to then sub things in and out and try things and choose an area to test and experiment in or not. And then as you have big changes in your life, you can take a step back and say, hey, which area has been impacted most by this? Maybe it's all of them. And you can sort of have a little bit of a strategy as things happen in life. Maybe that's a proactive approach when you know change is coming up, but sometimes things happen that we don't plan for. And so you can backtrack, use this framework to help you, I guess, dissect what has happened and find your way back to balance. So I hope this one has really helped a lot of you out, given you a bit more clarity in terms of not only our mission, but I guess this really refreshing approach to balance. That's what a lot of you tell me it is. You you really appreciate the flexibility that it gives you in terms of actually tailoring it to your life. It's not like this one size fits all approach. So I really hope that you've gained that from the show today. And as always, knowledge is best when we share it. And I know so many of you love forwarding this on to loved ones or friends and family who are also on a quest to just find a little more groundedness in their lives. Maybe they're also on their own self-growth mission. So forward this onto them. It's the best way for us to reach new listeners and new balances. So really appreciate it. As always, if you're not linked up with us on Instagram or TikTok, the links are all in the show below. And for those of you that are not aware and prefer watching video, we are on YouTube. We have been as of 2023. So our YouTube channel is also linked below in case you want to follow along there. That's it from me guys today. I'll see you all on Monday for another guest episode and until then stay balanced.